that's enough of that. All right, it's on. Um, how do I start? Well, I'm not sure what to say. Um, well, this is Journal One, and my name is Finley Lichten. As of today, I am using this to record an auditory journal of sorts. This recording set has been generously gifted to me by my childhood friend, Daniels. I received it in a package delivered by the courier the other day, along with a letter attached to it. Allow me to read it to you, listeners, just so I may adjust to reading into the microphone. The letter reads... Lieber Finley, I am attaching this letter to the package I shall send you, as this package contains something that may be of benefit to you. Don't worry about the cost, dear friend, it, it cost me very little personally. It was given to me as payment for restoring a pair of old clocks. They were simple repairs for which I already had the parts on hand. And I know how you feel over me going out of my way to send you gifts, as I always do. I assure you that these gifts never put me under any financial strain, and you needn't worry or try to send me money. I will only send it back again. Inside this box this letter was attached to, you shall find... And here he lists off the recording equipment, standard stuff. He then goes on to say... It all fits nicely inside the briefcase and is even suitable for travel. The device has a small generator for travel, powered by a simple hand crank. This powers the part that stores audio information onto the tapes, of which I have included several blanks, and the microphone to intake the auditory information. It's rather simple to use and I have included more explicit instructions inside the briefcase for you. As I know it is of more use to you when things are as specific as possible, I did my best to aid you in that area. I hope this letter and package find you well and that I hear back from you soon. Let me know if it is as useful as I hope. It is my hopes that you may use this to record your day-to-day -day events as well as your personal thoughts. I understand you have been under a great deal of stress in these recent months and I hope this device brings you some peace of mind in these trying times. As ever, should you find yourselves in town, I would be pleased to receive a visit from you and your mother. And he ends the letter there with a Vila Gruze. I must say, it is a very thoughtful gift, though talking to myself like this is quite awkward, I have to admit. I'm sure I'll get used to it in time. Daniel thinks it will help me, so I at least need to try. <sighs> I wonder how my childhood friend is doing these days. I haven't seen him in a long time. The last time I saw him, we were 16 and we... Well, it's quite a bit of nothing. I'm 20 now and he's only a year older. Why does it matter what happened when we were children? <sighs> Still, I wonder what he's up to. He never tells me much about him, though he does go on for pages about his horological work. At least Daniels is passionate. I miss him, I must admit. Yes, I suppose I miss him something terrible. He doesn't know yet, but I am in town already. Opa has fallen rather ill, and the doctor says he's like to pass soon. I haven't told Daniels yet. Mostly because I don't know what I'll say when I see him again, or what he will say. <sighs> that should be enough for today, I'm sure. I should get going, have tea, meet some people. Make appointments and then cancel them two days from now, yes. That should be good. Goodbye. <clears throat> Western Daniels, 
Autologist, Clock Repairman and Pocket Watch Maker. Auditory Log 56. Still no reply from Finley, but I'm sure one will come soon. They never do respond to my invites to visit or requests to visit instead. You'd think they were still hung up on when we were children. <sighs> on another note, Mrs. Stoker stopped by again today and her son had troubled over their grandfather clock again. It makes you wonder what might be possessing that child. Perhaps it is the devil. That is truly the only explanation I can think of. The repairs took no time at all, and I was on my way again soon enough. While I was out, I stopped by the bookshop to see if they had anything new on orology, and I ran into Bertolt there. Rather odd that he would be there, as Bertram is normally the one you'd expect to see hanging around the shop. I'm sure it was Bertolt and not Bertram. Bertolt has freckles spattered across his nose, and he doesn't wear reading glasses. He saw me as well, but said nothing to me. I nodded and said hello, but he only went on his way. Fair enough, I suppose. Not everyone can be social butterflies. I'm certainly not. I received a letter from their father earlier today, but I've yet to read it. I, I, I suppose I shall go do that now and pen some sort of response. Patience is not one of Albrecht's virtues. Berthold Lichten, Log 37 I went to the bookshop today, and of course I ran into that blondie. What's his name, that used to hang around cousin like a lost whelp? You'd think he was lovesick or something back then. Eh, now that I think about it, I'm not sure the two of you have even seen each other in years. Maybe I ought to try something, but that would burn Finley. But I'm not sure he's my type, really. Yeah, that might not be the best path to go down. I don't even care, really. He was just Finley's little friend. Oh, evening, Father. Business go all right today? It went fine. How was it? <clears throat> Keep your feet off the sofa, boy. Danke. As I was saying, how was the horses today? All right. Turner's gotten anxious lately, though. He paused at the stable gate too much. I'm worried he may break it if it keeps up. Did you exercise him? A good ride once a day will fix that. And if you can, start putting him out to pasture more often. That was my thought too. I took him out for a ride and wore him down enough to keep him from getting fidgety. Picked up that book from the shop you asked me to get, by the way. Ah, thank you, son. I appreciate that. I didn't have time to see Marin myself to get it before you closed today. It's no problem. I ran into what's-his-name while I was there. You know, the blonde one Finley used to cling to. Mr. Daniels, yes. I sent my letters the other day. Did he mention receiving it when you spoke with him? Wouldn't know. We didn't speak to each other. Well, you might end up having to. Your cousin arrives the day before, as I learned this morning. Meaning he's going to start inviting himself over again? Neither of us have the right to ask him to leave without a good reason. Besides, he's usually well-behaved. I wrote to him, asked if he could take Finley off their mother's hands for a day when they arrive. Both of them need the space from what my sister tells me. You do that out of the kindness of your heart? Somewhat. I would like a private conversation with my sister. 
And I feel it would be best if Finley is not around for it. What's this all about? Seems a bit reticent, Fatih. I just want to see if we can work something out for your future. I wish my father would give you two something, and I thought that if I can get your aunt on board, then maybe he'll listen to reason. Well, good luck, Fatih. It'll be hard to sway him from handing everything on a silver platter to his favorite child. I'm just making sure that you have something for your future. It's worth trying over. Now then, I have to go take care of a few things. Please stay out of trouble, Berthold. I know, don't worry. Fatih has good intentions, but those will never get him anywhere. He had good intentions when he took us in, and look what that got him. Ridicule and shame from his own family. Guess we'll see how that plays out. I'm going to find Bertram, see if he'll stir up some trouble with me. Hmm. You didn't write to let me know yet. Yes, I know. Your uncle did, though, and he asked... He asked if I might keep you company for the day. It has been quite some time since we last saw each other. My uncle put you up to this? So you're just going to storm here like some summer breeze, here to make everything better? Is that what you think this is? Finley, I... Why are you so angry with me? I didn't write to you or say I was going to be in town because I wanted to be left alone. But leave it to my uncle to meddle in everything. I just... I don't understand why you're here. You keep writing me letters, and I like that. I like that very much. I enjoy talking to you, but, but the gifts and the asking to visit, and, and I just don't get why. What do you mean, why? Because I, I want to see you. I didn't realize you never wanted to see me again. Daniels, I never said that. Don't... Please, don't turn this into something it isn't. I'm not angry you wanted to see me or that you came to visit. It just becomes so tiring to have my uncle meddle in everything. Things like this are the reason why my mother and I moved out of the family estate after Vati died. I think I understand. I, I just have tried so hard to see you these past years, and, and this is what I'm greeted with. You want to be alone that badly? Then I'll go. Just tell me one thing. Why do you not want to see me? Don't say that I didn't try either. You can't pin that on me. I asked in every letter, suggested plans, and even tried to visit you. I tried my damnedest, only you would never say a word. You pretended that I had never asked you in the first place. Have you already forgotten what happened when we were children? You made everything all too clear, and I thought it was you who wanted nothing to do with me after. I've yet to forget your words, Mr. Daniels. Finley, so that's what happened, is it? You two just stopped seeing each other one day, and I could never figure out why. <laughs> so what happened? What did you do that ended up so poorly? Did you try to hold hands, but Cousins was too sweaty? Maybe you shared a kiss? Slept together, even? What, what do you... It's not... We're not like that. I don't think this is any of your business, sir. I beg your pardon. 
Oh, there's no need to call me sir. I'm rather certain that in terms of social status, a humble clockmaker is above a bastard. You're so formal, though. It's sweet. Berthold, please. Daniels and I were having a private conversation. Oh, forgive me. I had no idea. You were standing there arguing in the parlor with the door wide open. I didn't mean to eavesdrop, but it was so hard not to overhear with your argument getting so loud. Berthold, have you seen... Ah, Mr. Daniels. I was just waiting on you to arrive. And Finley, I see you've already found your old friend. Strange enough, it seems neither one of us found the other. Why did you do this to me? You didn't even say a word to me about it. I thought you'd want to see your friend now that you're in town again. Finley, please. We can go for a walk around town, or even the gardens, and we can have a talk privately. All right? All right. I'll go with you, and we can talk. Just let me put this away first. You, you've you had your recorder on the, this whole time? Shall we recap? Our main star of the show appears to be little Finley Leishton, and with Mr. Weston Daniels a close second. Then, of course, there's Berthold, who seems to have a twin brother. I wonder if they might become some rather important players in this little game, hmm? And then there's Albrecht Leishton and his sister, Finley's mother, who don't seem to get along very well. The head of the family, assumably Mr. Leishton, is ill and dying. He also sounds like a real asshole. <laughs> You'll have to pardon my French, my dear friends. Now... Finley seems to be in line to get everything, though it seems Finley is the youngest of the three grandchildren we know of. Finley also has a complicated relationship with Mr. Daniels due to some kind of disagreement when they were teenagers, and that disagreement seems to have sparked the current quarrels. Do they not know how to communicate? To talk things out? <sighs> Who knows? Well, I suppose we'll find out next time we give these tapes a listen. We do have a lot to sort through, after all. And I think this journey will be fun with all of you. That was Mita for today. And we'll see you next time, listeners. Writing by Daniel R. Scott, edited by James Hudson and Little Red. Voice actors are for Weston Daniels, Simon Steeldoon, Finning Lichten, Danny Gage, Berthold Lichten, Casper Smith, Albert Lichten, Deep Sea Works, and narrated by Keegan Wade. Thank you for joining us in this episode of The Moths in the Attic. Find us online at metacast.dannygage.me or on Twitter at Moths in the Attic. Podcast episodes also available on YouTube.